Welcome to PaltzCast, an original student-produced podcast from the campus of SUNY New Paltz. This is season five. Come along with us on a first date. And see who can survive a flock of geese. Wait, what? We'll listen to new music together, watch bad movies, and maybe even write a fanfic. We hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Subscribe for new episodes and topics every semester. PaltzCast is written and produced by students at SUNY New Paltz. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of SUNY New Paltz. Just a warning, some of these stories can get a little bit explicit. Listener discretion is advised. As college students, we all have the need for cash. Whether it be to pay off loans or just money for the bar, we all have to pick up part-time jobs. Sometimes, our work environments can be unpredictable. And more often than not, you could find a customer asking, Can I speak to your manager? Welcome to the complaints department, where we scour the halls of SUNY Newports in search of the most outrageous and outlandish workplace experiences. Our first stories, we dive headfirst into the fryers of fast food establishments, where our subjects serve up the juiciest stories. I work at McDonald's and one time someone was coming through the drive-thru and I was about to hand them their food and they just held up a massive dildo and was waving it around. (laughs) So I used to work at a subway that was joint with an Auntie Anne's that was inside of a Walmart and one day I'm throwing out all the pretzels from the Auntie Anne's case and I have a dude coming from halfway down the Walmart. Wait, stop! And he's like, yo wait, don't throw those pretzels out, don't throw those pretzels out. And I'm like, why? Why do you need the pretzels? And he goes, I just want them. And I'm like, okay, I'm throwing them out anyways. I'll, give, I'll put them in a bag. I'll give them to you. And so I put the pretzels in the bag and I give it to him. And he goes, here, take this for your payment. And he throws me a full gram THC cart. Little did he know my cart had ran out that morning. So like, I was blessed. Many years ago, I worked at a certain fast food establishment and um, the plumbing had some sort of mishap, so in the kitchen there was literal poopy water coming out of the drain towards the grill and the fryers, probably like like ankle high. And we, it was late in the night, so we said, hey, can we close? And then the manager said, sorry, we need approval from upper management. <laughs> so we worked through the sludge water. In any workplace, you can almost always find customers looking to stir things up, making for some memorable experiences for our poor employees. This could be through making a wild fashion statement, being hostile towards staff, and giving some unprovoked confessions. I was on break and I was eating my sandwich. And this guy comes in and we only have like $5 in the tip jar. And then he points a gun at my coworker and he's like, give me your tips. And then he runs out, he gets the tips. And then my friend runs after him because he didn't believe he had a gun. And then they ran over the train tracks, but we called the cops too and they came. And then we all had to testify in court because the guy literally tried to hold us at gunpoint for $5 and like 50 cents. One time I was working as a cashier and then this guy came up so I was just ringing his thing and then he finally came around and he was just wearing this lace shirt and bottom. 
So um, when I mean lace, I mean like like at least half an inch of like space in between it was like diamond shaped. So like his nips and his boobs were out because moves mainly ripped. So the whole time I was just standing there and I was trying to ring him up, but I couldn't take him seriously. And the same thing with the bottom. So you could just see his underwear and then all of my like managers were just staring at me as I was ringing him up and I would have gotten in trouble if I didn't keep a straight face. But I was like, your whole titties are out, bro. I don't know, <laughs> what do you want from me? It was great. So hi, I'm Black. I know you can't see me, so I'm gonna tell you. I have box braids in right now. I work at a public library, so I work at the front desk. This lady came in, you know, she's returning her books. For some reason, she feels the need to cross behind the desk, which you're not supposed to go because you don't work here. And she comes up to me and she starts grabbing my hair and she goes, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful, can I touch it? As she's touching my hair, stroking it up and down, and I'm just like, um, um, and she goes, is it real? And I was like, no, they're extensions. She lets go of my hair and she goes, oh, that's so, so beautiful. Thank you so much. And then she left. So I get to work and I work at a beach club. A woman calls and says, have you seen a chicken? And she says that she lost her chicken on a boat. Somebody called and found, like saw her chicken on a boat. So I go to the boat yard and ask the boat manager if he's seen this chicken. He obviously hasn't. And so he has to call and tell her that she has, he hasn't found the chicken. She says later that it's a, like a type of flying chicken. I don't know where her chicken might have been. It wasn't on the boat. Okay, so um, I'm, wait, let me put my vape away really quick. Um, so I'm from Long Island and I worked at a waterfront restaurant this summer as a hostess. And there was one time where somebody came up to me, one of the um, people who were coming in to eat, and he was yelling at me about the valet and told me that I didn't know how to do my job as a hostess because I wasn't focusing on him and his car. And then he tried to lunge over the hostess stand. <laughs> and tried to like get at me some way and I had to get my manager and he got kicked out of the restaurant. I was a hostess for almost four years at a restaurant. I started the job when I was 15. By the time of the story I was 16 and a way older gentleman, I would say probably in his 50s came up to me and asked if I would go on a date with him. And when I said, no, I'm 16, he said, that's okay, I have a lot of money. I was working at a bakery with my one coworker who I never worked with and the phone rang and I answered it at the front counter. This guy was like, I, I really need to talk to someone about this. And you know, me being a curious little cat I am, I was like, yeah, tell me. And he said, um, I'm not gay. I need to preface, I'm not gay. This man's like clearly like 40. Um, I think he might've mentioned that he was married, clearly to a woman, very conservative town. And he was like, but this thing happened the other day. So I went to this wrestling show and and I'm not gay, but this guy, like, he was crazy ripped. Like, it was insane. And then my buddy, who, who knew, who knew, the, the producer took me backstage. And, and this guy and I were talking, and he takes me to this room, and he's like, you're gonna suck my dick right now. And I was like, what, who, who's this guy think he is? I don't, I don't understand, but, like, he whips it out. And I gotta be honest, like, 
I almost did. Like, I thought, like, what if I do this right now? And I can't stop thinking about it. And this whole time, I'm, like, consoling him, like, that's okay, sexuality is fluid. While my coworker in this conservative bakery is giving me this face, like, what the fuck is happening? And then she picks up the other line while he's in the midst of telling me this. And, like, I shut it down so she does not know the conversation that we are having. And I was like, sir, you have a fantastic day. And he was like, thank you so much for listening. I needed this. <laughs> <laughs> then I went back to selling danishes, and that was the end of my day. All right, we're about reaching the midpoint here in our podcast. Welcome back to the complaints department. My name is Ryan. I'm Jenny. And I'm Chloe. And we've heard some pretty interesting stories this far. I want to take a moment to reflect. Does anybody have a favorite story that they've heard so far that they want to share with us? So I think my favorite story so far was the poopy water in the kitchen story. It's just, oh my God, I just like heard that and made my toes curl up. Like that's just so nasty to have to work under conditions like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's rough. It's pretty disgusting. I, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. Well, the fact that they weren't allowed to close and still had to feed people during that, that's disgusting. Personally, my favorite story that we've heard so far is the one about the bakery and the man that called that said he is definitely not gay, but... He would totally suck somebody's dick. And I was like, this is... <laughs> <laughs> it's always the butt. <laughs> it's always the butt. But I'm like, <laughs> I would love to receive a phone call like this. Because I'd just be listening and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. All right, cool. I'd be like, okay. Are <laughs> yeah, you sure? uh-huh, yeah. Are, are you sure? <laughs> oh, but you're not... Yeah, all right, no, nah, I understand. You're fine. You're not You're not gay. I get it. But if you were, though. Yeah, but, yeah, um... <laughs> that is the perfect way to react to a phone call like that. <laughs> My favorite story that we heard was about the guy at ShopRite that was wearing the lace uh, the lace outfit. I just loved how the girl was like, your whole titties are out. Like, <laughs> I li- When she was like telling that to me, like I had to like hold in my laughter like so much. It was, it was, it was really, it was really fun. It takes guts to be yourself. You know? I know. It's like you got to. You know what? If you want to wear that kind of outfit, you can totally rock it. You know, don't worry about what other people think. Go out and flaunt it. And so SUNY New Paltz. Very SUNY New Paltz. And then you can end up being talked about on a podcast. Yeah. All right. So now that we've reflected on our favorite stories of what we heard so far, does anybody at the table have a story that they want to tell from their own crazy work experience? I do. This is actually, this ties into the section that we just heard about crazy customers. I have worked in customer service since I was 18 years old. This one is about the first grocery store that I worked in. So there are these two ladies that used to always come into this grocery store and they were always together. I never saw them shopping like separate. They always came in together. No one knew like what the relationship between the two of them was. So we didn't know if they were like sisters or if they're like mother and daughter. One of them kind of looked a little like she was a little bit older. Um, We didn't know if they were like partners or like if they were just like friends. They would always come in and get these things called rain checks, which basically is like a special coupon that like if the store is out of an item that's on sale, you're allowed to get that item at the sale price at any time. Like the coupon does not expire and you can get up to like 10 of those items for that price. A lot of people like to abuse sometimes and they like to get just like a ton of rain checks for a bunch of items and these women like to do that so they used to come in they would get a ton of rain checks the first time that i had to help them at a register 
they had 10 cartons of eggs and the sale was like two for five. I didn't know what rain checks were at the time. So I had to like call my manager over and be like, is, is this okay? Are they allowed to be doing this? And she was like, uh, yeah. There was this one time they came in and they were returning a bunch of like raw chicken and it was like, you know, like gross and slimy, which is like, you know, it's understandable that they were returning it, but they like threw it down my counter and they're like, oh, this is bad. Can, can we get a refund? And I like had to call somebody else over and be like, you have to do this refund. I'm going to throw up. And also these were the palest women I have ever seen in my life. Like I had, I would have customers, other customers come up to me and be like, ooh, like, are they vampires? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I like that story. It's a I good story. I appreciate you for sharing it. Thank you so much, Jenny. That was wonderful. Anytime. I feel like my mind has grown now that I have heard a story about vampires <laughs> that like rain checks and... Grandpa... Oh my God. <laughs> vampires who love a great sale. <laughs> vampires that love a great sale. They do love a great sale. That about does it for our midpoint. We have some stories about crazy coworkers as well as our wildcard collection. Uh, stay tuned and we hope you enjoy the rest of our stories. We've covered our customers, but some of these stories take place on the inside, where our co-workers are making waves in the workplace. Fires in the kitchen, bloody piercings, and a ghost cat are what you could expect from these stories. So I had a co-worker, he was this 30-year-old dude, and when I met him, he, had, he went to, to prison for 10 years for a DUI, and he had like a lot of coke in his car. And he was just a very interesting dude. He would do like an eighth of shrooms every day. Like he was, I think he was just crazy. He was, he was really chill though. So I don't have very many work stories, but there was this one individual when I used to, when I used to work retail, I would be there nights stocking shelves and he would never really use words. He would just kind of grunt. So I would say something like, hey, are you done with these boxes? And he would go, huh? And after a while, I just gave up trying to have full conversations with the guy. I was at work, you know, just like any other day. I'm a line cook um, and an oyster shucker, just for some context. And my coworker last year was a 38-year-old cokehead who was pretty angry. Um, pretty line, you know, he was a sweetheart when he wasn't working, but when he was working on the line, he was a dick. Um, so, anyways, our boss is a... F not really a functional alcoholic, but an alcoholic, and left a pot on the stove with the burner on high with absolutely nothing in it. The whole bottom of the um, stove caught on fire, which, you know, was a pretty big issue, um, considering it was next to a shit ton of gas lines. So I kept making sandwiches because that's my job, and it, we, I, we work in a really small kitchen, so like when we kind of get off track for more than five minutes, it fucks us over for the next hour. So I was just making sandwiches and the dishwasher and the cokehead um, are just fucking pouring flour all over the fucking stove just to stamp out the fire. So we finally get it back out, we finally get it out and my boss walks in and he's like, so, we busy? Because he likes to take naps in the back because he's an alcoholic. After he walks back in and he's like that, and he's like, 
hey, what I miss, you know? Um, the cokehead's like, what the fuck? You almost set fire to your store. And my boss was like, oh, it would have been fine. You could have let it burn out. One day, I really, I, I had a fixing to get a piercing. And I was sitting at my job, which was a waitressing gig at this cafe slash music shop slash music school. And the girl that I work with, it was a very slow day. She goes, oh, I have a piercing gun. I can pierce your ear. And I said, no, I want like a helix piercing, like through my cartilage. And I don't like piercing guns because, you know, they cause blunt force trauma. And so she was like, well, then get an IV needle. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah. And we looked around and no one was here at work. So I run to the pharmacy. I get an IV needle. We sanitize it with vodka because it was also a bar. And then we hide behind the drum kit uh, that is in the store part of the um, place I worked. And she pierced my ear with a IV needle. And I heard the pop of the flap of my skin pop out. It's really gruesome. Blood starts rushing down my head, pooling on my, um, like, what is it, uniform. And she starts freaking out and gets too scared to finish the piercing. So she runs away, leaving me screaming. <laughs> Like, with my, like, my head was chopped off, bleeding from the head profusely, with a needle in my ear, and I can't move. Blood again is pooling, um, and her friend eventually finishes the piercing. And after that ordeal, I attempt to clean up the blood all over me, and I go to load the dishwasher. You know, don't worry, I clean up well, change my shirt, no biohazards here. Um, and then my boyfriend at the time, who just finished giving a music class, comes to give me a hug, and as I'm standing up, uh, from the dishwasher, he puts his hand out and just the timing was so perfect and he punches me right in the ear and I yet let out a true yelp and start bleeding profusely again. And that day I had to buy a third work shirt. So I work at a place, it's an old farmhouse. It was built around like 1800s, I wanna say. It's a crystal shop and it's very haunted. We've had two paranormal investigations happen there. One of them was a psychic medium who could draw like the ghost she saw, so we have a bunch of pictures of him. But there's this one ghost boy, and if you're back in the kitchen, which is like kind of our office area, he'll come in and say hi. We have someone we call Mr. Peepers. He likes to look around the corners. He was one of the original owners of the house. He's, nobody's mean. He just wants to see what's going on. We have a ghost cat. The ghost cat, you will see a black mass run really close to the ground. You'll smell cat food. We obviously don't have cat food. Yeah, bunch of the spooky stories from my job. While all of our stories are considered wild, these stand out from the rest as our wild card collection. These stories are intense. Who knows what could happen? Bribery, insane animals, and the greatest war story ever told about a caterpillar. A couple years ago, I was working on a shotgun range at a Boy Scout camp, and one of the kids, as he was loading the shotgun, dropped it, and it went off directly into my leg and I got shot with a shotgun while I was at work. So the craziest story probably had to have been when I had to rescue a little kid from drowning. I was on duty for lifeguarding and there were a lot of kids in the water but one of the kids tried to do a breath holding contest with his friend and he slowly ended up drifting into the deep end. I watched it all happen I just saw his arms flailing around trying to get back up because he was too too short. So I immediately had to blow the whistle and jump over about three people just from my stand, just to get in there in time, just so that he would, you know, not drown. It was pretty it was pretty intense. The kid was definitely traumatized, but you know, he ended up being okay and swimming the next day. 
I served in a restaurant in my hometown, and there was about 40 people in the restaurant at the time. There was only two servers. And I was an avid coffee drinker. And I drank a little too much coffee. And as I was serving a Philly cheesesteak, I fell. And I was unconscious. I soon woke up in the hospital and I learned that I have a allergic reaction to caffeine and now I cannot have caffeine and I embarrassingly fell at a table with a Philly cheesesteak. When I started working as an EMT, I didn't have that much experience. I'd never like gone on a 911 call before. And so on my first call, there were these homeowners and they were paying this lady to like house sit while they were on vacation. And they came back and they found her lying on the floor outside. She fell back on her chair. And so we got a 911 call and we responded to it as it was just described as like, oh, she fell down, she couldn't get up, she needed to be lifted up and assisted. But when we actually performed an assessment on her, it turns out she was completely paralyzed from the left side. So she ended up having a stroke and we had to run her to the hospital. And that was my first time ever experiencing like being an EMT. Oh my God. So it was pretty crazy. It kind of like went from zero to a hundred really fast. You know, like regular show, like I was them. I was working in a park, I was just doing shit. I had to clean up chairs, put things up, mow lawns, all that stuff. And one day I'm with my coworker and we're picking up chairs and we're stacking them by a bunch of trees. And this squirrel like drops out from a tree and starts like running straight towards us and like it looks weird it's like there's something definitely off about it it's leaving like a trail of something and it's like wobbling towards us and we're watching it and we don't do a single thing and we just keep watching it and it goes really like directly to our feet and it just falls and dies at our feet and then i had to pick it up and throw it out yeah oh r.i.p squirrel Last summer I worked at a summer camp and one day during snack time for the kids, one of these kids found this caterpillar. Half of the kids were trying to save this caterpillar and the other half were trying to like kill the caterpillar. So we had to step in as the counselors and hide the caterpillar. And we hid it in like the bushes where they weren't gonna find it. And we were like, okay, that'll be the end of it. But no, for the rest of the week, all of the kids were like, where did you put the caterpillar? Where did it go? It was all we heard. We thank you for coming to the complaints department to voice your concerns. Please remember to tip your waiters and thank your servers. This has been Michael, Chloe, Ryan, and Jenny. And we just work here. This episode of PulseCast was brought to you by SUNY New Pulse DMJ333 podcasting class. Special thanks to Ed and Gina Carroll for their generous support. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every semester.